This week on Fan for Thought, fandom in real life, or conventions. Conventions bring creators together with fans and fans together with fans for a weekend of fun, friends, and fangirling. But what happens when a convention goes up against a massive snowstorm? Well, it gets a little unconventional. I've been to my fair share of conventions. A few have been city official Comic Cons from Hartford Comic Con in 2014 with a few thousand attendees to New York Comic Con with over 125,000 attendees in 2018. But in 2016, I discovered Creation Entertainment's Salute to Supernatural conventions and they just stole my heart. These conventions are small, about 1,500 people, and they provide unparalleled interactions with the celebrity guests and the scheduling and customer service put these conventions above the rest. However, compared to other conventions, they have an incredibly high price point. A gold package, which includes the best seats, an exclusive panel with the stars of the show Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, and autographs with a number of guests cost about $1,000. One photo op can cost up to $540. So it's a trade-off, but for many people, it's worth it. And the best part to me is that everyone is there because we love the same thing, and that makes us the Supernatural family. Seattle was going to be my fifth Supernatural convention. Thursday night and Friday were some of the best convention days I've ever had. I did photo ops and autographs, and I watched panels with amazing celebrity guests. I also got to see friends I hadn't seen in months and meet new friends who have already grown incredibly close to. All the while, snow came down in sheets outside. But we were sure that even though the forecast was ominous, nothing could possibly go wrong. Hell, even MCs Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict were making a joke out of it because it sounded so absurd. Well, listen, this is day one, moment one of what's going to be an awesome weekend. We might get snowed in and be making cocoa all weekend. This is exciting! What if we have to close it down today? We all get locked in this room. Oh no! It's just you guys and us. Right. And those Saturday and Sunday people can't even get in. <laughs> but Saturday morning, the snow caught up with us. I got to the convention early for a meet and greet, but I was told to wait at registration. A small crowd began to form, and slowly we began to realize that maybe this quote-unquote worst snowstorm in 50 years could be a bit of a problem. Finally, Monica, one of the people in charge of the convention, approached the crowd and read the following statement. From your friends at Creation Entertainment, Saturday, February 9th, important announcement. Due to the weather-related state of emergency, we do not want our fans and actors to be endangered traveling to the Supernatural Seattle convention. We are suspending the scheduled panels for Saturday and will be offering refunds or credits this upcoming week. We will keep you apprised of the status of Sunday's programming. Creation put together a day of alternative programming and everyone held out hope that Sunday would still run. But by mid-afternoon, the state of emergency declared by the governor of Washington hadn't been lifted and therefore the entire convention was canceled. There are three groups, I'll say, that primarily make up a convention. Fans, guests, and the convention company. Today, we're gonna to talk to a member of each, starting with Stephanie Dizon, Vice President of Talent and Production at Creation Entertainment. Stephanie was on the ground in Seattle, and I got to talk with her in Nashville at another Supernatural convention just a month later. It all started with a very basic question. 
Did you see this coming? We had been watching the weather for two weeks. We were watching it very heavily and it kept fluctuating when it was supposed to rain and when it was supposed to snow. Up until we got there, it wasn't supposed to snow on Saturday or Sunday. So when we all left to go to Seattle, Saturday and Sunday were to be fine. Mm -hmm. And then it changed. Right after karaoke, you know, we take the actors back to the hotel and my girls almost got into an accident on the way back. And I, I said, I'm not putting anybody else in a car. I'm, I'm not, I, I can't, I, I just, right. I can't do that. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I contacted Adam and Gary that night. It was probably midnight. And we said, okay, let's convene at 8 a.m. And let's assess the situation, see where we're at, see if the weather lets up. And I couldn't sleep all night. I kept waking up. Yep, it's still snowing. Yep, it's still snowing. <laughs> so yeah, at 8 in the morning, we got on the phone with Adam and Gary and the team on the ground, as well as Shelly, our social media and PR person. Mm -hmm. We all said, okay, Saturday, we can't, there's nothing we can do about today, but let's hope for tomorrow. There was a state of emergency that the governor had mandated, and it was supposed to be assessed at 4 o'clock. But we had been in touch with the airlines and, and what they were going to do, and they said no we're not allowing any flights to come in or out. So we knew that it was time to call it. And I had spoken to Jared and Jensen and they were like, we're being told it's not safe mm -hmm. to fly. So they made a video mm -hmm. just, just for the Seattle people that were there. Uh, we love you guys, we miss you. We were both really looking forward to coming down and seeing you. Um, I'll see you soon, get home safe, and um, when in doubt, blame Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, Misha, set some pizzas for us and um that was incredible yeah and we we're like you know let's work with what we got we're all here together let's do some alternative programming and obviously not charge for the day it was heart-wrenching you know people spend a lot of money and they take time off of work to come and it, it's their vacation and i just know how i would feel if my vacation got derailed completely and you know pulled yeah. out from under but the seattle fans were so supportive and so understanding and I never felt so, I mean, it was the second time um, that I had really felt a, such a strong bond within the fandom in person mm -hmm. to where like every time I got a hug, it like, gave me chills and it just felt so like, okay, this is, this, this is beyond why we do this. This, mm -hmm. this is like the reason why not just to make people happy and have a good time, but we are really, we have really created a place for this fandom to live in person. Fandom in person is exactly how I met my next guest, Mads Christian. Mads and I met at the Thursday night PJ party with Kim Rhodes and Brianna Buckmaster and we are already planning our next meetup. As she explains here, for fans, the weekend started out great. Friday was lots of fun. It was busy. I did two meet and greets with Rachel and Brianna. I mean, it was a regular convention day. Oh, completely. Other yeah, than I, the mountains of snow outside. I know. I had so much fun. I got to make new friends, you included. Got to do some really fun ops with like Kim and Brie and then Chad and Jason were there and Rachel. And so I think Friday, even the karaoke, it was just like a good vibe. I didn't feel any kind of, oh, what if it gets canceled? I don't think anyone really saw it coming. But the next day took a turn for the worst. We were about to leave earlier because we needed to finish making some signs. So we had to print some stuff out at the hotel. And as we're just finishing up, we actually got a text from one of our friends who just said, it might be canceled, don't leave yet. And it was like the whole room went quiet. 
because we're all getting ready and excited we're like what what does that what, even mean what do you mean so we kind of waited a little bit kind of slowed down finishing up our makeup and then we kind of said no matter what we're gonna go because all of our friends are there and we need to be around people that understand what's going on so we got on the light rail and by the time we got to the convention everything was done i worked two jobs for a month to afford seattle I was working like 7 a.m. till 8 p.m. every day until the convention in order to ensure I got to see my favorite people and do the things I wanted to. And I remember sitting there like, I've just finished working for so long, so hard, and it felt like it was for nothing. Well, it felt like something was being taken away. It, and and that's not... ripped out of my bare hands. And, and not that anyone took it away. It wasn't even, like, any specific event or op or any specific person. It was just, like, this is now gone, and now it's, like, it's almost morning. Oh, it was completely morning. So at first I was upset, and then I was just kind of numb, and then this, and I felt like I went through all these different motions. It's like going to Disneyland that you've been saving up all year for, and you've got your park hopper pass in hand, and you go to scan it, and they go, sorry, park's full for the day? You can't get a refund on your ticket. Maybe you can. Maybe. But park's full. Sorry. As with any business, the relationship between fans and creation has been fraught at times. But Seattle showed fans another side of them. A lot of people were very upset with creation before the convention due to different reasons. But I think this helped put into perspective for a lot of us how much most, I don't want to say all because I didn't talk to everyone, obviously. But from my opinion, most people working for creation that were at Seattle were crying along with us. They cared. They understood why we were sad and why we were heartbroken. And they are now doing everything they can in order to ensure we either get to go to another convention and have what we didn't have somewhere else. They're giving us options. And I really appreciate that. This convention was a little bit of a fiasco, but it was also unique and special. So in that way, maybe it was a gift. It's kind of a thing where you can acknowledge both sides of it. You can say, mm-hmm. this really sucked. And this was a once-in-a-lifetime unique experience that Precisely. I wouldn't necessarily trade for just a regular mm-hmm. running con. I totally agree. I think, too, any potential I had of getting close with some of the people at the convention, you included, was almost insured with what happened. But I think the sense of community was so, I want to say vibrant almost, like it just shone through. It was so incredible to see people of every part of the fandom, because there's a lot, just say, screw that, you know what, you're crying, I'm crying, let's cry together. My final guest is actress and magical creature of kindness, Rachel Miner. Rachel played Meg Masters, ironically a demon, on Supernatural in seasons 5 through 8, and since then has become the executive director of Random Acts, a nonprofit founded by Supernatural star Misha Collins. Rachel also has MS, which means she uses an electric scooter for mobility. Because of this, she stays at the convention hotel, so she was the only celebrity guest who appeared on Saturday. And that's where we begin. Basically, just as the only guest who appeared on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I Chris, like Chris was I, there and Megan was there, but the only like scheduled yeah. guest who appeared Absolutely. on Saturday. The only actor guest, yeah. 
Um, I guess I just kind of wanted to know, like, first, when did you do your the first Supernatural convention? Because they've been doing them now for 10 years, and you were on the show 10 years ago. It was an asylum convention in England. It was somewhere around 10 years ago. Wow. And um, how have you seen yeah. it change from 10 years ago to now just two weeks ago? The group has changed a lot. The Supernatural fandom demographically has changed, and I think it's very cool. It's a lot younger. It's a lot more diverse. There's a lot of people who don't gender identify. It's a lot more progressive and open. And I think that is true in general. The other major thing that has shifted the whole dynamic at conventions for me was when I took over as executive director of Random X. It became something I am so passionate about talking about and sharing and being a part of that community that that is the impetus that keeps me going to so many conventions. And then actually there's another aspect, which is when I became publicly disabled, Mm -hmm. it became something that was first really important to me because when people asked me to keep coming to conventions, uh, the fandom wanted me to keep coming out. It changed the way that I viewed myself and it suddenly gave me a purpose and had me start living my life again. But it also now has really given me a purpose in that I realize how few people are out in the world just being examples of what it is to thrive and be alive despite being in a wheelchair. And that conversation has been something that has become really, really important to me. For some time, Rachel's mascot has been the unicorn, whether that's artwork on Twitter, or an actual plush unicorn attached to the front of her scooter named Clarence. Seattle was the first convention where Creation incorporated unicorns into the weekend's programming. You did your unicorn ops for the first time. How was that? So much fun. Um, So much glitter. Yes. (laughs) I I literally still have glitter like stuck on my um, scooter and things that I'll never get (laughs) Wonderful, but it makes me happy. It was a really wonderful thing. And I'm passionate about the whole unicorn thing for this reason, which is there's so much that's so dark and unjust and angering and can lead to hopelessness in the world. And I love the idea of fighting back. I don't even think it is an escape thing. I think it is a rallying cry of saying, hey, we can create a better, happier, kinder world. And so I feel like the unicorn thing has become part of that is, wait, we have to imagine the world we want into existence. And that is no lighthearted proposition. That is something we have to like give all of our energy to and joy to. And yeah, that's like <laughs> unicorns will take over the world. <laughs> As I mentioned before, Rachel was the only scheduled guest to appear that actually did appear on Saturday. And she did so entirely out of the goodness of her heart. It was a bit of a chaotic day. And it was very much like just making things up. But what I really wanted was to imbue the day with some of the spirit of like, hey, this is exciting and different. And what can we make out of this? Despite the fact that I know it's very hard. I mean, people have been looking forward to this for a really long time and had a certain image in their head of like who they were going to see and what they were going to do. And it's really hard to adjust to not having that. On the other hand, it's very real to me that, like, 
we live in a world where so many people are going through such difficult trials, um, and this is not the worst of them. So uh, it's good to have that perspective and to realize, hey, we can find joy whatever the circumstance. Like, there is nothing you can get in life that's going to make you happy. You have to decide. But I think that uh, that's kind of, and I mean, I don't want to make assumptions, but I think that's kind of innate to you from the from the conversations we've had and from, like, the interaction I see. Like, I think that's something that I just see as part of what you put into the world. You know, find the unicorns. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I try to, because I think it is really important for all of us. And it's, like, the only thing that is going to allow you to be happy is you. And there is always something to be upset about or angry about or, you know, and so if you focus on that, that will be your existence. But I also know that that weekend was a hard trial because there's that automatic response of something was taken away from you, that you had a lot of hope of what that thing was going to be. And there is the automatic feeling of loss. So I was very, very curious where people were going to land. And I really wanted to help in any way I could to like sow the seeds of this could be something really wonderful. And let's, you know, boo each other up. And I um, think that yeah. people really did make it wonderful. They did. And, and here's another thing. So the, the supernatural fandom is unique. I, you know, I call it the supernatural family, as do a lot of people. And we really do try to stand by like we are more about kindness and supporting each other. And a lot of the reason people go to conventions is not just to see the actors, it's to see each other and spend time with each other. I was moved beyond words that people really lived up to that and really looked out for each other. And, you know, the sing-alongs, people offering free photos and people holding each other when they cried and coming up with ideas of, hey, let's play a game and make this fun and come together as opposed to just feel sad and disappointed. So to me, it was actually one of the best conventions because my main thing is how can we make this something that's spreads goodness in the world and where we you know walk away as better human beings for it and so to me it was a great moment where people got to be that and do that Supernatural Seattle was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It encompassed everything that makes conventions so magical. If you have been on the fence about attending a convention near you in the future, I hope this gave you a glimpse of the fun you can have, even in a blizzard. Until next time, I'm Emily Cole, giving you a little bit of fan for thought.